today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We are slowly but surely, I guess, uh, looking for our way out uh, to try to get outside. You know, it's one thing to be, I guess, uh, self-isolating in uh, February and March. Uh, weather was pretty miserable anyway. But now that it, well, today anyway, two days ago it was snowing, but the weather's getting a little bit nicer. We want to get outdoors, and we've seen this happen on a couple of weekends. And there's a great deal of angst, in it, and we heard about this from a lot of you, of course, over the last uh, couple of weeks now, about wanting to get outside to some of the great open spaces we have here. And, uh, well, at the Hamilton Conservation Authority, they're aware of that. Uh, the chair of that uh, Conservation Authority, of course, is Ancaster Councillor Lloyd Ferguson, and uh, he's, this is what he had to say. You know, people have, been, have got cabin fever. They've been locked up for two months now, and uh, it's critical they get out for their mental health and for their physical health to get exercise, and there's no better place than in the Conservation Authority. Say that again. Uh, we live bordering right on one of the pieces of conservation land here, and we see this on a daily basis. And I can understand what the the, the, the desire for people to get outside there, but it's uh, it's it's not just opening the gates to everything at once. Uh, this is going to be rather a staged uh, process as well. Joining us to talk about how this is going to go forward is uh, Gord Costi, who is the Director of Conservation Area Services with the Hamilton Conservation Authority. Uh, Gord, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us here today. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me, and thanks for thinking of our Hamilton conservation areas, because, of course, this is a timely conversation for us to have an opportunity to chat about the phased reopening of some of our most popular conservation areas right here in the city of Hamilton. Well, and I know a lot of folks already tried, Gord, over the last couple of weeks to get in there, and there were some concerns with bylaw and other stuff because of, uh, of physical distancing and things of that nature. Uh, and, and you haven't thrown that out. I mean, there's, there's, there, there are going to be some rules and, and some regulations. But before we get to those, Gord, maybe we could just mention uh, which facilities we're talking about. Because I know we've got some great natural areas here, Gord. That, that, and the conservation area, the Hamilton Conservation Authority, does great work, of course, to, to maintain those properties uh, each and every year. But uh, the, the, there are some things that are still that out of bounds. Really... Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about what's open, first of all, and then we'll talk about what's not open yet. Gotcha. Um, passive use. And this is the type of use that you would uh, we'd like to experience in the first phases of a reopening of our conservation areas, uh, like walking, hiking, cycling, and that would be at our uh, some of our most popular and, and bigger conservation areas, Westfield Heritage Village, Valens Lake, Dundas Valley, Aramosa Cars, 50 Point, just to put a name of a few of those great locations where we feel that the uh, physical distancing and the gathering can happen within the spirit of the uh, uh, state of emergency and uh, what uh, uh, the provincial government and municipal uh, health uh, authorities have asked us to follow. Uh, and by the way, we should also mention the the rail trail. And that opened, I guess, last week and uh, through the Dundas Valley. It was used to be one of my favorite jogging areas, a beautiful natural area. That's there. Uh, and, and again, I'm glad you brought that up, Gord, because it's essential that if we're going to do this, and we are, and we're going to increase those numbers, of course, uh, over the next couple of days, heading into the holiday weekend here, uh, the, the physical distancing still has to be in place, and you still have to take precautions, uh, as you would, uh, you know, in, in just about every other facet. We want this to be an orderly thing so that everybody can enjoy it. Yes, and... That was the way we wanted to draw our roadmap when we developed this. Uh, how would we would look at what would this be in our conservation areas? How can we get the people in there uh, and get them out to enjoy the great outdoors again and get that uh, mental health and physical activity going again that our chair uh, 
uh, Lloyd Ferguson brought us to, and uh, that's where we're we're at. We're at stage one. Um, the early stages. Our rail trails are now open. The passive areas are open in those conservation areas. Uh, no amenities. The washrooms are closed. The campsites remain closed. The marina is still closed. We have to take this in a measured approach and thoughtful approach each step along the way. Yeah, it's not going to be business as usual. And, and, and you know, just as we've talked about other businesses that have, have had to forego some of the, the great things that happen in there, the, the same thing with you guys. I mean, you know, the, the maple syrup, of course, at Westfield was always a, a huge, huge hit with school kids and everything else. And, you know, that's going to happen again. It's just that, you know, we're just going to have to do this in, in baby steps, aren't we? Definitely. I mean, we're looking at all of our our special events, our mass gathering type scenarios that can happen at any one of our properties uh, throughout the year. And we have to uh, be uh, mindful of where we are today in uh, the pandemic and be very thoughtful in this approach. And uh, we've also got some, as you uh, made reference to, there's some closures out there that have to be identified. Well, let's talk about those and uh, some of the popular spots uh, that uh, that are, are yet not yet open to the public, and I think we need to identify those too. Give, give me that list. Yes, the the waterfall and escarpment areas, in particular, Bill. Yeah. All the viewers or all the listeners here: uh, Webster, Two, Tiffany Falls, Dundas Peak, the Devil's Punch Bowl, hugely popular, but they have to stay off the list. Those narrow trails, the lookout points, all those touch points uh, that are out there. Uh, um, they just don't follow uh, the current health officials' uh, recommendations while we're trying to uh, measure the COVID-19 and social gatherings. And, and I just want to add just a little bit further and to be crystal clear, the waterfall areas in Hamilton, in particular the Greensville community, they're absolutely closed. The special enforcement parking fines of $250 and trespassing fines up to $880 remain in effect for these areas, and the HCA has been working tirelessly with Councillor uh, Arlene Vanderbeek. Police and bylaw enforcement will be on high alert. Our message is respect the closure or face charges, and nobody wants that bill. No, I know, and I know that Councillor Vanderbeek's like Councillor Jackson, of course, on the East Mountain, of course, with uh, with Albion Falls, the very same thing. And and I know people get upset about it because they want to see this. People come from out of town. We are the city of waterfalls, and that's that's a great honor to have. But this is a, really a public safety issue, isn't it, Gord? Absolutely, and at this point, we can't put uh, the public at risk. We don't want to put the communities at risk at any of those locations. I mentioned Greensville, but there's uh, waterfall locations, as I said earlier, at Tiffany Falls, the Devil's Punch Bowl. We don't want to move to that stage until later on in this process, once we've had a chance to see what the response is, gain some confidence from staff, gain some confidence from the public, and understand what the public health officials are saying. We've been working very closely with the City of Hamilton's Emergency Operations Center, and we're in alignment with the City of Hamilton with this process as they start to look to also open up their city parks as well. Well, and, you know, the more that we, as, as the, the, the phrase I think one of the doctors used that would cover in the COVID crisis, uh, I'm sure you've heard this one too, Gord, is, is the more we stay apart, the sooner we'll be together. I mean, we, we all want to go and see these fabulous facilities. As, as one of uh, my listeners uh, called, 
me a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, you don't know how much you've got until you, you can't have it anymore. And the, the conservation authorities, I think, uh, lands fall into that category. I mean, some of these great properties that we kind of took for granted, maybe some of us did anyway. Oh, yeah, it's always going to be there. And all of a sudden, when we can't, and you've got this yearning for it, uh, I, I think you're going to see some pretty big crowds uh, this weekend especially. But, uh, again, we need to caution people that they have to follow the rules. And that the social distancing is maybe the big one here that they have to adhere to. Absolutely, that it's social distancing. Uh, we're we're trying to do this, as I say, in a thoughtful approach. Uh, our campgrounds, our marina, still shut down. We're under tremendous pressure to get those operations going. And I and I want to give a shout out to to the uh, the conservation area staff that have been working in our areas on essential services so that these conservation areas can reopen in this phased reopening stage for all of these activities and amenities as soon as they're approved. I mean, that's where we want to get to, but we want to uh, wait um, for that approval level. And it it seems to change day by day, and there is some interpretations. I I hear it, and I get it, too. Uh, We're going to be uh, patient, and we're going to be very thoughtful in our approach. Well, I know the Premier is going to make some announcements tomorrow. I don't know whether this is going to be on the list or not. We'll see. But it, it is imminent. But I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, I, I was honored to be a member of the Conservation Authority for a number of years when I was on City Council back in the day. And uh, I, I'm in awe of the staff that, uh, and the great work that they do on a daily basis. And uh, just because they've been closed to the public for a while doesn't mean the staff aren't working. Uh, the, the minute that these guys get the go-ahead, uh, they want to get these gates open again and get everybody into these facilities. Definitely, and thank you for uh, that acknowledgement because it has been important and it's been very difficult to work through these conditions like everyone uh, across the city and the country has experienced um, all sorts of different uh, experiences as we're starting to come together, starting to realize uh, what is potentially on this other side and and we're very hopeful and uh, looking forward to the very first opportunity to open up all of the amenities, get that campground going at 50 Point and Valens and get the boats in the water, but we'll we'll wait until we get the uh, provincial and municipal instruction. Gord, I just want people to be clear on this. When you say passive use of, of these facilities uh, starting this, this holiday weekend, uh, what exactly does that entail? As you mentioned, the facilities are going to be closed. and There will be no washroom facilities, snack bars, all that, that stuff's not going to be open. Uh, but, 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 you know, if, if somebody wants to throw a Frisbee around or they want to pick up, a, you know, a baseball or a football or something like that, or just is, is that okay? I mean, you, you just want people to just kind of enjoy this. I and mean, some people may want to set up lawn chairs and spend the afternoon there. Where, where do you draw the line on this stuff? Well, that's a great question, and uh, it's one that we're we're going to have to work through. Our intention here is really, when we're talking about passive, because of the amenities being closed, it is mostly talking about walking through. It's about bird watching. It's about hiking and and perhaps cycling. Those type of things. Should somebody be uh, sitting on the grass, uh, taking a break with their um, family members within that uh, uh, gatherings uh, numbers of five or less? we would look that that would be reasonable and acceptable. And I think we'll learn to gain that confidence that I spoke of earlier from staff, but also the confidence from the public of where we can be and where we can grow from this thing. And and if we can just be patient, take it step by step, that's where we want to be. Exactly. Gord, uh, again, please extend our thanks and gratitude to everybody at the Conservation Authority uh, for getting ready and, uh, and for this great big weekend. And hopefully this is just the first step in uh, us getting back to a full enjoyment of these facilities. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again soon. 
Thank you very much, Bill. Take care. Gord Costi from the Conservation Services. Uh, he is the uh, uh, guy who's looking after uh, conservation area services for the Hamilton Conservation Authority. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.